Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You done hooked back up at the spot. This is the place where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And today we have Dr. Janice Hooker-Fortman. And we are going to get into the deep dive of the mother-daughter dynamic. Baby, this is going to be good. (laughs) Because I've been on the receiving end, both as the daughter and now as the mother and seeing what I'm pouring into my daughter. This is an amazing woman. Not only is she an international speaker, she's an author, she is a relationship coach. Also, she's the host of Relationship Matters TV and JD3TV. So she on TV, right? And she knows what she's talking about. Uh, Welcome her to the show, Dr. Janice Hooker-Fortman. How are you, beautiful? I'm just great. And how are you? And thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. I've been waiting for this. I've been taking off the days. Okay. Because again, we can really talk about some grassroots relationship, but let's dial back a little bit. Where did your journey begin? How do you show up on the planet? You really want to know, (laughs) wait a minute. When, as I told someone else, when did I show up on the planet? Okay. I showed up on this planet in on December 5th, 1941. Wow. And I am the only daughter. Um, I have, well, I had four brothers. One is deceased. So I have three brothers. My mom has now passed. She passed in 2017. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. Thank you. I know. My mama uh, passed in 2021. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And we were peanut butter and jelly. Yes, we were. That was my girl. All right. Lay my chest on her chest and feel her very last heartbeats. I got to see her soul separate from her body. And she was just so cool. You know, when she departed, there wasn't no kerfuffle. She gave me a business card, some diamonds, and a safety deposit key. All that other drama. Yeah, just, you know smooth transition and she was tired and she was happy yeah she was here with me and she died with dignity but girl i tell you my mother lived with us for 30 years and she wasn't sick most not most of the time you know but we got along her me mr magnificent my daughter wonderful and everybody had their space but i remember her telling me a couple times so now you think you my mom Gee, that sounds familiar. Yeah, the dial back. So take us there. How did you uh, get into this particular niche of relationships? Because we, I'm telling you, brains, you better get ready and take some notes because we're about to go at it. Well, as I said, I am and was the only daughter. But as I grew older and my mom grew older, we really started having challenges in our relationship. We started arguing all of the time. Um, And uh, if I said blue, she would say green. If she said black, I would say white. And I just didn't understand what the heck was going on. 
Now, what people would tell me, you and your mom are just alike. Girl, I know. I know. <laughs> you all are strong-willed. Uh, you talk a lot. You're very sociable. Uh, you all are just alike. As a matter of fact, if I call your mom on the phone and you answer, I think it's your mom. Yeah. And if I call you on the phone, I think your mom has answered the phone. <clears throat> but what was happening, April, is that I just couldn't understand why it was that our relationship was deteriorating. And I thought it was just me alone by myself. So I used to complain to my girlfriends, you know, this was happening and that was happening. And, um, mom and I would go shopping together and she'd get upset if uh, the shopping was for her. But then I ended up buying something and just all kinds of things. So I was in this restaurant uh, one day with my girlfriend and this lady was sitting behind us and she said, you know, I don't mean to butt into your conversation, but I hear you talking about your relationship with your mom and I'm, I have the same issue. And I thought I was by myself, you know, I thought... I was just alone. It was just me. <clears throat> and so we talked and talked and a lot of the situations that, you know, were happening, they were the same, you know, uh, it was like a duplicate. So I'm like, well, you know what, maybe this is really something. So I started observing older daughters and their moms in the grocery stores or wherever. And I would see this tug of war. I would see this, mom, you know, you can't eat that. And then the mother saying, you know, you're not my mother. I'm the mother. I eat what I want. Just, just you know, just so many different things. And um, so I say this, uh, the Lord, uh, the universe kind of hit me upside the head and said, you know what? you need to really look into this because this is not something that you just alone with. This is something that's really happening. It's an so epidemic. What, it, right. So what I did, <clears throat> I had, uh, I did a survey of 50 women from ages 35 to 75 anonymous across the United States. And I had several questions about the mother-daughter relationship. And it was, I would say, almost 90% wow. of the ladies who answered the question, uh, either mothers or daughters, were having challenges in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do was to write a book. Mm -hmm. And the book, I used my own journey and a lot of women who I knew um, and their journeys with their moms and what they used to have a better relationship or just even what their challenges were. Right. And so I entitled the book, The Secrets to How Not to Throw Mama from the Train. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, April, so I started, you know, when I would go places, I could go to networking meetings, anywhere. And if I said, um, Oh yes, you know I wrote a book and and, um, and I help women mm -hmm. navigate the challenges in that 
mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'd get, oh my God, oh my God, that's so needed. Oh, where were you, you know, when, before my mother passed? Or, oh, I need to talk to you. Exactly. Oh, and then even <laughs> men would say. Well, well we don't talk about the, we don't talk about the mommy issues with the men, but let me okay. go back a little bit. Do okay. you, is your degree in psychology or psychiatry? No, honey. Okay. My agree. My degree is in educational leadership. I am. That's you. That's an still educator. That's still a doctor of the mind. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to just I want to interject a little bit because this is jammed. Okay. I want to try to get it all in. All right. So now we're at this situation where you're having this dis, these disagreements with your mother. What I like for you and I to discuss are what are some of these disagreements? Is you know, uh, as my mother used to say, you know, your daughter get to the point where she starts smelling herself. <laughs> okay, really? Right. And that's not a good look because no. they want to buck up against you. And I ran across a situation where my daughter, for some reason, she thought she was me. And, oh, oh yeah. And I have to understand that someone told me something so profound, Dr. Janice is that this generation is about 10 years developmentally delayed than what we were, a minimum of 10 years. So when I'm thinking I'm dealing with a certain age, I got to do some minusing and I have to meet that individual where they are. Yes. Because I have very high expectations. Anybody that knows me and I don't feel that I need to succumb to my standards. Because I'm the mama, okay? And I know a lot of cultures, you know, like I do. Girl, if my child talked to me like that, I'd beat it to the white meat show. Exactly. There is no respect. There is no honor. When you call somebody mother, that is reverence. Yes. You know, when you go into the church, the front row, all white mothers of the church, when yes. a surrogate or a foster or your friends uh, come over and call your mama mama, and then you show up, and try to smack me like a freight train, oh, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. So again, everybody's got to know their place. And daughters, a lot of times, are going to end up being the caregiver for their mother. Yes. And we do get on their nerves. My mama got on my nerves. Okay? So how do we intersect that? You know, identify some of the things that you discovered in your book about why these conflicts occur. There's so many reasons. And let me start from the mother's point of view. Okay. I think what I have seen uh, with a lot of my clients is that the mother is hard for moms sometimes to let go of the fact that their daughters are no longer children. Right. Okay. That's number one. Number two and I've seen, I think I'm guilty of this. I don't have a daughter, I have a son. But what we have done as far as raising them is that we look at our lives and we say, I don't want my daughter or my child to go through what I went through, okay? Even though when we look at where we are today, it's because of, what we went through, what we thought was unfair, uh, uh, 
and I like the story, my story, part of it, part of my story was that I remember this. I wanted a car. I didn't have all the money. And my mother said, okay, um, I'll loan you the down payment. But then when we got to the, <laughs> to the bank, she said, I'm not giving you all of the money. I'm giving you half of the money. You find, if you want this car, you find the other half. I thought that was so unfair. But what did it teach me? It taught me self-reliance. It taught me responsibility. Now, and fast it taught you, forward. And it taught what you do, the people will change their mind. <laughs> and, but what, fast forward, what do we do sometimes? What do we do? Mom, uh, I need the down payment for the car, a car. What do we do? We give them the down payment. Okay. So a lot of times you have to, you have to look back at, even though you had the best intention, what have we taught this generation? Right. You know what I'm saying? Saying, especially the generation of the thirties and the forties, what have we taught them? So in other words, as I said, developmentally delayed, we talk yes. about 20s and yes. 30s. And the thing that, you know, that I want to tap on right there too, is that you have to accept responsibility for what we do. Yes. Okay. And, and I'll be 100 transparent. You know, I came pretty privileged. I was the only child. Me and my mom was real cool. Everything I wanted, I got because I was the only child. I was cool. I didn't, I didn't get in any trouble. I wasn't on drugs. I didn't get pregnant. You know, I, I had the job. So it was okay. I felt it was okay. So I try to mirror that over to my children. But what happens is we give too much. And sometimes they're not right. prepared or they're not equipped to handle that responsibility. You know, like my daughter, when I get, when she got a car, you got to pay the insurance. When you get a cell phone, you got to pay the bill because one day I'm not going to be here and I'm handicapping you. Yes. I'm doing you a disservice. Yes. Okay. I got to teach you how to fish so that you can live and eat a lifetime. Yes. But the cold part about it is once I try to teach you that, that lesson after I just keep feeding it to you and I extract it, now I'm a monster. Now I'm no good. Now all of a sudden you're punishing me. You don't like me, this, that, and the other. It's that sense of entitlement. But we've done that. We've we done that. have done that. We have done that. And I did not have that experience with my mom. With me and my mom, it was a bumping of the heads. It was me asserting myself as an adult and her not letting go. There's so many things that I came across as far as the research that I did and what really prompted me to start coaching adult daughters and their moms. But there's so many things. There's so many psychological issues. There's issues of jealousy. Uh -oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There and and that affects the relationship. Uh, as I said, the not letting go. The uh, I'm the mama. I know better than you in all things, which is not necessarily true. We ain't even uh, talking about the the uh, generational trauma of abuse. You oh. know. 
how, how mothers will circumvent their children for the love of that man. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, alcohol abuse, uh, the outside noises, mental illness. There's a lot of reasons. You know, I read in the newspaper a couple of weeks ago, the woman put her brand new baby in the oven. So everybody's not cut out to be a mother, okay? Let's keep it 100. How many of our probably aunts and uncles was raised by big mama or big mama's sister or, you know, an auntie? You know, aunties are the coolest though. They're <laughs> not quite a mother and they're not quite a sister. They're right there in the middle and you can just do everything with the auntie and the auntie is always cool with it, but it's a, 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 a voice of solace. So now the mother is very demanding, but then you got that hellion child. Yeah. Well, let, child. let me say something, April. Let me, you brought up uh, generational. There is sometimes that generational curse because if you, now you said that, you know, you were raised, you know, you were very fortunate and everything. Now, sometimes that's not the case. That's not the issue. And that some mom, it depends on the way they were raised, which is why, how and why they raised their daughters a certain way. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it, it's generational. So if you um, were, ne were never needy, so to speak, or if you had to really scrounge uh, when you were a child or, or a daughter, and so now how are you going to raise your your daughter you see what i mean exactly. if, if, yeah yeah so it's when you look back it's gener generational and wait we haven't even put in the secret sauce let's talk about the religion hallelujah okay <laughs> let there be a religious doctrine okay there's a strict some families will shun you. If, you if you don't cover your knees and don't wear no makeup and, and all that kind of stuff if you don't do it baby you're out Yes. And that's yes. generational too. It is generational. It's generational. And let's it's also put another combination of now the sexual gender and identity. A lot of parents can't cope with that. Parents yes. please understand that you are the vessel. You are the vehicle. You are the portal that this life came through. But uh, you are only the Uber driver, baby. You got a passenger on here and they have to take their own journey. We do not own them. We do not own them. And I think that's something that we really have to grapple with as mothers. Oh my God. We, <laughs> you, you, you don't own them. You have to let them go. You have to let them go on their own path. They have their own journey. You, I, I have a client and we talked about nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. You know, you have raised your daughter uh, the best that you could. You have given her a, found, a great foundation, uh, but now she is on her own. Why is she like this? Why is she like that? I brought her up better than that. Oh. But but what is her what 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 is her nature? You know, you put in her what you felt you should, and you brought her up really. I mean, really well. But you implanted seeds in her, but it's up to her to germinate that seed. Right. My kids used to tell me, we listen to everything you say, mama. We listen to everything you say. Now, if we do it, 
about acting on it. And you know, again, I tell my kids, sometimes in life, you got to pay for your lessons. Your lessons are not going to come for free. I told you that he wasn't no good. Now your credit's jacked up. He done wrecked your car. He done moved out with another girl. I told you he wasn't no good. And you know what? I am one of those mothers. I will reinforce it. I will tell my kids, I told you so. I will. I I, I don't do this because I need to ingrain it and embed it in your mind so that you have a point of reference for the next time. But what happens, April, when we say, I told you so? They what happens? happens? It you get a resent. You get a resentment. Well, yeah, you're right. You get a resentment. Well, you know? I resent the fact that I had to tell it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but but you get that resentment, right? You know what? What? And 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 even if they don't tell you they resent it, they resent it. Yeah. And what? And, and so the best thing really to do is to listen be empathetic, be sympathetic, and just say, well, I hope that in your next relationship, you've learned a lesson. What lesson do you think you learned? Know? You know, it's just subtle kinds of communication that right. we have to do. We do, we do. And you know what? It's all about too how you respond to situations. That's the conversation that I've been having in my head. Okay, you you are introduced with something that you know you are just gonna go from a flicker to a flame. Yeah. So okay, so give yourself some space, take a deep breath, take into consideration who you're dealing with. You know yes. your child, you know their their MO. Maybe you raised them. Wait, maybe. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Bring it to the table. What you know, see, that's the thing. We think we know our child. We think we know because we're looking from our pers- our perspective, right? And what we put into them. But let me tell you, sometimes uh-uh, you don't. I have told my coachy clients, sit down, especially the daughters. Sit down, talk to your mother. Not mother daughter, but woman to woman. Oh. I've told, I've told, no, listen, I've told mothers, sit down with your daughter, throw judgment out the window, throw all of that out the window, and see if you can have a woman to woman, one on one, real, authentic conversation. It'll blow you hard, but you'll yes. find out some things that you might go, oh, what? Right. But what I also say too is along the journey, amplify your listening skills as a parent. Definitely. Because your children are going to tell you yes. by their actions. If it ain't nothing but doing this, you grab that phone occasionally and see who they're doing this to. Yes. Look at their circle of influence because you become who you hang around. Yes. You know, influences. And yes. then they're watching you as a woman. You know, oh yes, risky behaviors. Whatever oh, yes. that is, I'm not trying to be judgmental. And then again, like I said, enabling them and giving them too much. Yes. You and and then I have to accept my responsibility for that too. But then it's too late because the damage is done. Now I'm mean. I'm evil. I'm this. I cut you off. I'm blah 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 blah. Probably a whole sack of choice words. <laughs> 
But let's talk about men for a minute and mommy issues. Okay. All righty. Uh, I see. Uh, I'm not gonna name which president it is, but it was number 44. No, no, excuse me, number 45. Thank number you. 45. Number 45 never talks about the mama. Never talks about the mama. Mama sent them away to boarding school. The your mother is the first woman that you fall in love with. The father is the first man that the daughter falls in love with. Yeah. And so it's a clear indicator of how a man may treat you is how he treats his mother, his aunts, his grandmother, his sisters. Yes. And it comes out in their conversation and their behavior, all that. And that's very trying too. But for some reason, and I'm brushing this with a broad stroke, boys seem to mend those relationships easier and are more compassionate than them split tails. <laughs> They will hold a grudge girl to the end, to the end. So you have this conversation, you know, heart to heart. You take all the judgment out of it. You accept your responsibility and you're a good listener. Because again, we are not 100% as parents. There's a lot that, that can go Very true. But you can't hold me emotionally hostage for that, for the rest of my life. We have to have some sort of breakthrough. Now, everybody breaks through at a different time. And you got to meet people where they are. But when you have too much gap and too much distance, you know, you didn't have an argument and you don't talk for a week, you don't talk for two weeks. Other things fester in there. It's like a cancer. It starts to grow. What do we do when we get in confrontational situations? We addressed it. We're really angry. How do we reunify? What is a, 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 a and it's different for everybody, you know, yeah. but for the most part, what is the unif reunification plan? It's what you really said. It's, it's about listening. And it's a, about coming away from what you think from your own perspective. And April, really, it, it sometimes you can't really do it. You, let's say you and your daughter, you need help mm -hmm. because they're, no matter what, there are two different sides to the story. And Great. then there's that, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then there's that truth right down the center right down the center. And let me give you an ex a quick example. I had, I had a client. She moved away from her mom when she was 16. They, they didn't talk to each other. Just, it was just horrible. Okay. So, I, and she didn't call her mother by her. She didn't call her mother, mother. She called mm -hmm. her mother by her name. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I'm the daughter, I call you April, this, April, mm. all right, okay. So the mom said, you know, was she sassy? That was the word, she, she talked back, she never did anything. I said, blah, 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 she had all these complaints. The daughter said, you know, my mom is me, my mom is this, my mom is that. All right, what did I find out? The daughter was the spitting image of her father. Mm. The mother, now the mother and the father were divorced. All right. Daughter didn't, you know, she, when she found out that she looked just like her father, what was happening with her mother? When her mother would look at her daughter, she would see this ex-husband who left her for another woman and she was still in love with the father so what was she doing what was she doing 
this, you know, and this was the reason for all of this. And it, I had to bring that together. Like, what do you see when you see your daughter? Wow. So, you know, so, sometimes you really have to get to the root of the problem. And if you're in the problem, if you're in that situation, you don't see it. You see it from your side because there's a reason. Now that was just that particular case, but there's a reason for this boom, 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 for this estrangement. And it's usually something that the mom never thought of or the daughter never thought of because it's deep. It's deep. Mm -hmm. And it takes someone to really, listen. we say, you said three sides. I said two sides and then the truth. This was yep. in the Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, there is something there, the reason. What yeah, there's is a common that? denominator. There's a common denominator. What is that? What? So there's a common denominator. There is a common thread. But again, it's weaving through the fabric of our life to try to figure out what that is. And again, how to strengthen it. So from what I hear you saying is the root to everything is communication. It is. You have to, you have to talk about it. And I know that it's painful and it hurts, uh, but the truth will set you free. <laughs> and if you are having a problem with your child or your children, you know, I'm seeing it every day. I've lost about 10 people in maybe three months. Hmm. And they're just dropping by, you know, just dropping like flies, but they're dying of heart attacks. There's something going on in that heart space. Yeah. You know, and so what we want to do is you and mama may never be cool, but never leave that unanswered question or those voids. Write her a note and say, you know what, mom, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. The situation was rough. I'm sorry I took your diamonds to the pawn shop and bought crack with it. <laughs> but I love you. And do you still love me? And will you forgive me? That's as simple as that. Or the mother that says, you know, I'm sorry I abandoned you and I had to give you away. I had to give you for adoption because, you know, you were a, a, an unwanted pregnancy. Will you forgive me? Forgiveness is for yourself. And yes, it will set you free. And I'm so glad that you were in this space, that you've been able to talk to my brains and talk to, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. We could talk about this forever because it is an ever-evolving problem. It really is. But please tell us a little bit about your the, the book that you're in and also how to get in contact with you. Well, my book is called The Secrets to How Not to Throw Mama from the Train. Do you have it, with, do you have it there with you? No, because I'm at another conference and it has oh. nothing to do with this. <laughs> okay, well, what we'll do is we'll take a picture. Is it on Amazon? Yes, it is. It okay. is on Amazon uh, in the hardback and the Kindle version. Um, also, if you go to Jan for now, 125 at gmail.com, you can order it directly from me. And that's Jan, J A N, the number four. N O W one two five at gmail.com. Jan for now one two five at gmail.com. You get that, yeah. Blaze? Jan for now one two five at gmail.com. Okay. And it's all
Jen, you have so many accolades. You are just a bright shining star. You were Miss Illinois 2022. What is that all about? I, wait, not were, am. am. I am. <laughs> I am Miss Senior Illinois America 2022. Wow. Oh. I had to compete in a pageant and um, I had to excel in talent, um, in my interviews, um, in uh, my philosophy of life, and uh, I won. <laughs> well, Craig, what did you do? What, what was your entertainment? I sing. Oh, wow. And I sing um, a, a spiritual song, If I Can Help Somebody mm. As I Pass Along the Way. Oh, wow. So you've got <laughs> to wear the tiara and the bow. Oh, yes, on, honey. I, yes, I, I, have a, I have a crown and I have a wine glass that says it's not easy being a queen. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, that is just really, really amazing. And Thank you're you. a speaker, you're an author, and and a coach. Don't 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 forget that. Yes, and a coach. I service I, my my service is really helping uh, mothers and daughters have a much better loving relationship because that relationship is the most important relationship that we have. Yeah, because you'll never have another mother. You, no, you will never have another mother. No about how to navigate the challenges it is about, in that mother-daughter relationship it is and it's a lot going on and also look at your sons because your sons are also going to one day have a partner and, yes. they have to, and they have to honor the fact that they came from their mother yes so, you know you got to manage that and i know that it's hard and if you need help as a mother please reach out there's great people like jan there's counselors there's women's groups you know, that really kind of care and they will listen. And we listen to you here on The Edge. Thank you so much, Jan, for being here on The Edge with us. This was just a great conversation. It did me well, uh, you know, because again, I, I'm cool with my daughter. We got a good relationship, but sometimes we butt heads and I have to know when to hold and when to fold. Because at a certain yeah. age, you know, you ain't gonna put up with no nonsense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the mama. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being here on The Edge Brains. Be good to your mama. All right.